0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here.
1: Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Killabyte.
0: Moving on with our comic discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW Primacy, the last part of this trilogy, and as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back and read it and then come back and listen to the podcast. Now, onward. Both Computron and, and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts about the series. But before we dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fun, interesting facts?
1: Yes. The Primacy issue was first released August 13th, 2014, and the last issue was November 19th. The writers, as usual, was Chris Metzen and Flint Dell, and the same artist as always, Livio Remindelli. Uh Some fun facts. It is stated that uh, Hot Rod's friend Slinger never forgave him for destroying Nyon and its citizens. But in the issue in which this occurred, we see that Slinger's actually convinced Hot Rod to blow up the city and its inhabitants so that they would not be used as fuel for Zeta Prime. And another one is, in one scene, Dive Bomb has collapsed from exhaustion and is weak to the point where he can't stop himself from being cannibalized. In the next scene, he's completely fine with no explanation given. Flint Dill described this series as a sort of like Transformers, Lord of the Rings. Adding to it, uh, it will be focused on most of the epic destructive battle of the Cybertronian uh, Civil War. Other than that, I think that's about all I can find. So uh, Kilobot, do you mind giving us a
2: nice short summary of these uh, comics? Will do. Transformers Primacy is the third and final part of the trilogy that began with Autocracy and Monstrosity. This four-part comic book series takes us to the final days of the war between the Decepticon and the Autobots, and a lot of factions come together to participate in this war. This information was taken from the wiki.
0: Nice. Well, shall we get to it? We shall. We shall. Alright, so... <laughs> The first thing I want to point out about these comics and a lot of these comics coming forward is the small quips that get me. Like there's this one scene where Ironhide and Optimus are climbing up a mountain and Ironhide says something along the lines of being able to carry his own weight like metaphorically only to like slip and begin to fall off the mountain and then Optimus replies you were saved. Like it's the small things that get me. I don't know. How do you guys feel?
1: It was kind of funny, like you know, uh, it you know Ironhide's kind of like a like an egotistical kind of guy, right? I mean, nothing bad about him, but for him to like you know be all confident in himself to you know do what he you know he needs to do and what he's good at, and you know then without skipping a beat, completely uh, you know
0: slips. <laughs> hey, hey. What's your thoughts, Kilo? Uh,
2: the, that the whole interaction between him and, and Optimus, uh, it's pretty pretty funny and pretty good. Uh, and, you know, Ironhide is such a proud bot of uh, all the accomplishments he's done, uh, either in the war or before. So, uh, just traveling with Optimus and being like, I can I can do this. Don't worry about me and suddenly tripping is pretty hilarious.
1: <laughs> right. So uh, on that beat. Um... That same scene, when they were climbing up the mountain, they see this, you know, figure in the distance. And that figure happens to be Omega Supreme. And what he's doing there is he's uh, waiting for Nova Prime to come back, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the first time we get to see Omega Supreme, like in the comics, which is interesting because he's way off in this frozen wasteland and he's just sitting there, staring at space, (laughs) waiting for Nova to come back. And, uh, you know, spoilers, I wasn't necessarily hoping or waiting for Nova to come back for a good reason.
0: Right. Yeah. He it was, it was more like a guarding Cybertron kind of stand and watch.
1: Yeah, from Nova Prime.
0: Right. From Nova Prime. Why? We'll find out later. Not in this issue or these comics, but we will find out later in this continuity. So stay tuned.
1: What do you guys think about that as a intro for Omega. I thought it was unique, but you know, like every other time we met Omega, he was in Icon or like some city. Yeah. I mean even in the video games, he was like the key, the Omega key.
0: Yeah. I like how you bring that up since you played those games recently. That is true.
2: Yeah. I think I think it, it was a, a good introduction because I feel if I, correct me if I'm wrong. But in most incarnations of the Omega Sentinels, they're usually like standing watch over uh, over Cybertron, or over, uh, uh, kind of they're supposed to kind of keep watch. And so he was doing that, but in in, in for a different uh, mo- motive.
0: Right. And in, in other continuities or alignments, they are usually like ancient beings or ancient bots that don't interfere with the. Cybertronian race? Like, I think that's in the new Netflix series? Yes. All right?
1: I feel like the, the first time we see, like, the type of Guardians, like the the Omega, like um, what Omega Supreme is, right? I think the first time we saw them, that type was when, um, Zeta, I believe, was destroying Nyon? Yes. And he used, and I quote, called them the Destructors at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's, like, the first time we see those types of bots here uh, in the comic series. But, like, we're not, and it's, to me, it kind of feels weird. Because, like, you know how uh, they said Omega was sitting there in that icy place for millions of years just waiting for Nova to come back. But it feels like his brethren were destroying Nihon. (laughs) Right. Yes. Because, to me, it was, like, an interesting twist.
0: Well, should we move to the next point? Yeah. Speaking of giant mechs. We get to see a little bit more about trypticon more specifically uh their past and we get to see it kind of get fused with the quintesson pentas that the uh, megatron infused into trypticon which i think is kind of interesting and we get to kind of learn more about the Quintessons' like destructive tendencies Yep. And that being like reflected with Tripticon's destructive tendencies in the past was kind of like interesting, kind of side by side. Yeah,
2: it's like it's like putting a savage beast with another savage beast.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Like with one that's slightly more intelligent. Right. Yeah.
1: And you you get the combination of two really great evils.
2: Right. boom, um, You have the super evil. Well, talking talking about Tripticon, that fight was pretty pretty fun. Uh, between him and Metroplex, uh, oh yeah, yeah, they're they're talking to each other and uh, kind of say, saying like ancient, uh, forgot the the name right now, but rivalry. Yeah, they have like an ancient rivalry, but he called him a specific name like ancient protector or something like that. So it's like th- this has been going on for a long time, and uh, seeing Triptycon fall from space <laughs> in his. City uh, uh, Alt mode is was pretty
0: pretty crazy.
1: I don't like the game. Right?
0: I yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like giant mech fights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I have on my notes literally called the monster mash because there's just so much smashing going around, like beasts versus beasts, uh, titans versus titans, uh, you know. Uh, it, it, it's good stuff uh, I kind of want to back up uh, to Trypticon Same uh, before the whole mech fight Trypticon like in the beginning was talking to Megatron and um, I think Megatron at time was asking him what his motives were and why he wants to uh, necessarily follow him and Trypticon says in that quote he says he hates all who live and to me, that's interesting, and I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'll probably come across this later. Um, you're gonna see a really good character arc with Tripticon, and that's all I'm gonna say because uh, he. Uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I kind of want to say, hey, foreshadow. There's a character arc, and you know, it, it was interesting because now that I, you know, you and I'm rereading, I'm like, oh, hey interesting
0: there's a lot of character arcs with all these characters they go through lots of changes and i appreciate that and like not all of them do it because like in real life not every person has their own character sometimes they're exactly the same but for the ones in this continuity it's it's very satisfying
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: and i want to move forward a little bit before the giant mech fight before trypticon uh, after trypticon talking to megatron i want to bring out that we get to see the predacons and the reason why we get to see the predacons is because megatron has assigned starscream to go out and assemble his army and we find out that the predacons are responsible for like just themselves wiping out an entire planet. I think the planet's name is Canis Tor. Extinctions. <laughs> yeah, to the point of extinction, and I thought that was kind of, I don't know, it's like one of those like uh, heist movies where it was just scene after scene of Starscream seeing different groups like the Combaticons, the Predacons, the Junkions. It was just like, I'm in. <laughs> you know? I, feel, I
1: feel like I feel like. Uh their specialty would only be, like, primal planets, right? Well, and, for the
0: Predacons, right?
1: Yeah, for the Predacons, because I feel like planets of civilization wouldn't be necessarily their specialty. Yeah, but I like, that. Yeah, I feel like that's what their specialty was, is just, like, wiping out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they love it. They do it for the hunt. That's literally what they call it. They do it for the hunt. And uh, it was so bad that, you know, uh, during the scene, they started hunting each other. Because there was nothing else to hunt, and they were stuck on a planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, and, and
2: I like. I like the the part where they uh, recruit the Stunticons, and they're yeah. they're talking about uh, like let's see if Swindle's information is correct, and then they they go to the door and it can't it doesn't open, and then suddenly it opens and Starscream's already inside, and it's like oh this is all part of our plan. Uh, we we brought you here on purpose, and I'm like, oh, okay, poor Swindle. <laughs> he just gets the short end of the stick every time.
0: Swindled, got swindled.
2: <laughs> Definitely the
1: cockroach of the series here.
0: <laughs> we won't say why. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, do we want to move on to the next topic, or what else do you guys want to say? Should we get to the fight?
1: Yeah. I did, is the fight before or after the Junkian visit?
0: The fight at the Junkian's visit after Metroplex and Tripticon fight
1: oh okay because I was going to say well let's just dive in do we have more to talk about the Metroplex Tripticon fight?
2: They fight they fight that's pretty much <laughs> it yeah they
1: just <laughs> <laughs>
0: the,
2: the only thing that's very cool we can't really say about it because it'll be kind of a spoiler so so we'll keep it there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, go read the comic. Uh yeah, Junkian ship. Take it away. So you know in the very
1: first uh second issue, uh, Monstrosity, they throw Megatron into Junkian. And the entire point of Megatron being on Junkian was because it's literally a wasteland and there's nothing to salvage there and you know he was just gonna go there to rot. And you know, the entire time there is like they were trying to devise a way to escape the planet, in which instead of, you know, building a spaceship or anything, they had a spaceship come to them with the um, uh, what's the name of the Bercon. Uh yeah, exactly. And you know, he just hijacked. You know, essentially became leader of the Bercon and went on their ship and out. Well, they come back to Junkin and they recruit the Junkins. And they're like, yeah, just build your spaceship and come join us in a fight. And so the entire time I'm sitting there, I'm like, w- w- wait, they had a spaceship there the entire time. So they were choosing to live on a junk in. Why? Why not? <laughs> why? This is a horrible place. <laughs> I mean, I can understand the shark me being there, but like,
2: why? <laughs> why?
1: why? Why would you stay there? Like, it's, like, yeah, just build your ship and fly on out. Wait, wait a minute. You could have left. Yeah, no, I'm just here in the paradise of scorch and pain. Like what <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought I thought they had
2: uh, like they couldn't fly out, so when Megatron came to recruit them, then he the the Decepticons kinda of fixed it for them and that's why they oh. they just flew out. Uh, no, no no I'm not gonna That
0: go. that sounds right.
2: <laughs> that, that's that's how I I inter- interpreted because as like, there there was no reason if you have a spaceship why stay there like, <laughs> like Computron Dude, says like there's no point.
1: Well, he, I'm pretty sure in the series he tells them to fix it themselves like you know, it was just like really weird.
0: Well, if that's the case, we'll throw it on the YouTube splash screen.
2: Yeah, you'll <laughs> you'll see the.
0: <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll have a bunch of arrows pointing at it and be like, look here. <laughs> what gives? Um, okay. Gosh. I like how the junkie on ship is used as a weapon. <laughs> I won't you say You think this how. has
1: guns? You yeah, think this okay. thing has guns, or lasers, or a special weapon? Nah. Yeah.
0: I won't say what it's used for, but it's very clever and I like it.
1: Let's just say it's a very sharp ship. It
0: really, it really sticks into you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts there, Kilo? I
2: like it. Uh just... Uh can't say much about it <laughs> it's cool. it's a good way to use it uh just uh, i don't want to spoil anything
0: you want to lead us into the next uh battle
2: uh yeah one of my favorite parts uh this is a little bit ahead of the battle uh but we see uh hot rod uh he's uh he's part of this big battle and he comes face to face with his friend uh called slinger and he's joined the decepticon cause and in the midst of the fight, Slinger tells him that uh, he doesn't know who's right anymore. Uh, either Decepticon or Autobot because of all this fighting. And suddenly the Predacons just come from behind and just rip Slinger apart. And they're like, then you're wrong creature. because the Decepticons <laughs> are the ones that are going to win this. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. And then, and then suddenly out of nowhere, the Dinobots.
0: Dinobots, yeah, we get some beast um That's
1: beast what I like, like I love the monster mash note there because it's like yeah, it becomes beast versus beast this time.
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? The Dinobots' like main competitors are the Predacons, in my opinion, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we we could say the Predacons would be kind of like the demolition crew from the Decepticons in a way. The the their tactics require more of a kind of Break everything in, in their way, than being really tactical. But
0: I mean, that's very dino mindset, right? That's like yeah. the opposite.
2: Yeah, they do. They do. They they do break stuff. Uh, but I feel like they're they're a little bit more uh, teamwork oriented, other than the, the Bird of the Predacons, because Predacons kind of like they just want to hunt f- for their personal gain, and, and no we much. we and we see this in their. At the beginning, when they're hunting each other, uh, when they're being recruited, so like for them, it's all about the hunt. If if they hunt, they have to hunt one of their own. They'll do it while the or uh, the, while the Dinobots have uh, kind of like a code, and they're like, we help each other, we stand together, we're a team, kind of thing. this. Backing
1: up a few steps, I wanted to talk about when we first are introduced to the Decepticons on Cybertron. Um, so first thing that happens, and I'm not going to say how. Um, there was acid rain being poured in from the atmosphere and it created a flood and In that flood the decons came and were on Cybertron and they were swimming around and they just were almost pretty much Laying waste to Optimus's army that he was having or his front line should I say and so What made me kind of confused was is they were kind of kicking the front lines butt and then out of nowhere Optimus says suppressive fire and you know all of a sudden the shartikons are like getting annihilated and some of megatron's front lines are getting annihilated and so in my mind i'm like well why didn't you do that in the first place you literally you know they were swimming towards you 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 could have just said suppressive fire right then and there before they got to your front line but (laughs) what made me like scratch my head was megatron's like oh that was a very clever move Optimus like, no, it's not. Any person with common sense would have said, hey, uh, you have uh, some sharks swimming on you. You might want to play down some suppressive fire before they reach you. Dramatic effect. But no, yeah. it's not dramatic at all, I guess. It's just like, no, we need to lose some of our front line before we lay suppressive fire down.
2: Like, okay, sure. Well, a way we could interpret this, if you want to kind of stretch it, is they were focused on the on the junkin, right? The The... the right records group first and so the rain started happening and so they're like focusing on the Junkins, and then they stopped they did whatever they did to them and, or like their gaze turned into another direction and then they notice these the Sharktacons coming and they might be might have been too close for kind of like start shooting or cut them off guard in a way uh that could be one of the reasons why it took them or took him. Yeah, but so analog, analog. why is it
1: clever then that he says suppressive fire after the Shakticons get to him and Reckon's group's kind of already battling him? Mm. Right, to me, it's not clever at all. It's like, wow, you. <laughs> Maybe it was condescension. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's how Megatron is, right? I mean, I yeah. could, I could have read that well, with the wrong tone in my head. A little sarcasm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe they're trying to get some information of what they were, or what they could do. I don't know.
1: Hmm? If something's coming at me and it has a fin, it's not coming in within two feet of me. (laughs) (laughs) Hamaka's like, "Hey, what is that?" No, it's throw rocks, kick at it, scream. I don't know. Run. Retreat. I don't know.
0: Run as you figured out what is my battle plan when I play video games. Shoot! No, I'm going to hide. I thought
2: you were going to be a pacifist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, oh, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about here? Or right about at the end of the comic? Uh,
2: I do like... Uh, Close to the end of the comic, there's this big confrontation, like always, between Optimus and Megatron. And I like that they they finally got their classic g1 weapons so optimus gets his axe yeah gets his ball and chain and i'm like oh yes it's getting good now <laughs>
0: yeah so I, I really know. i really like the art in that scene it's just so oh. beautiful
2: yeah oh no we're, we're definitely gonna put a snippet of that on the youtube because <laughs> yeah. that's that's such a good that's just such a good panel
0: maybe maybe we'll get fancy and do that little anime what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, See what happens. Yeah,
2: give it some cool effects. But no, that 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 scene with those with their classic weapons is just it gave me goof, goosebumps.
0: It's good stuff. And then um, Megatron's killed and end. Nothing else, right? End of the continuity. No more yeah. comments uh, after this.
1: Thanks for coming into my podcast. <laughs> we're gonna move on
0: to <laughs>
2: and now we're gonna go uh, to the twenty nineteen IDW. Yeah. Uh, universe
0: that was a joke audience there is yeah, more yeah, there's so. a lot more <laughs> any other ending thoughts
1: um I like seeing the subtle glimpses of, of uh Springer oh yeah my favorite uh rocker
0: he's got better things to he do was tonight some guy.
2: or he was kicking some tailpipe true Yeah. I like seeing uh the bot who lets us podcast from his bar every day we get to see Swerve in a panel
0: oh yeah that's right Pretty cool. Uh, Thanks, Murf.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: Can we get this table next time? <laughs> <laughs> this very table here. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: we we also we also see another bot that Computron and Onyx call the useless one. Uh, I still haven't gotten that information on why. So all the readers out there will find that out with me. But all
0: hail um, the useless one. all they all oh, hail, they hail the useless one. one. <laughs> You know what's funny? What? I don't see Waspinator here tonight. You think he's okay?
2: Uh, I don't know. Last time we were, you guys were pretty mean.
0: Okay, maybe um, we'll make up for it next
1: time. over there sitting in the back, you know, telling his stories.
2: Maybe he had a, a long day at work, so he's gonna come in a little bit later.
0: I hope he's okay. I know. Once he, he gets talking, he doesn't stop. That's that's all I was trying to get to last time.
2: Oh. Well, I'm new here, so I'm trying to learn all the The ability
1: to talk in third person is phenomenal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that.
0: Right on. Well, what's our next read after this one?
2: Our next read is going to be Rom versus The
0: Transformers. Fantastic. So, listeners, stay tuned for june 14th for that release
2: that's gonna be Um, gonna be a good good um, gonna be a good one i hear
0: i hear we might have a guest during that episode Ooh,
2: who could it be Hmm.
0: who could it be indeed we'll post it on our social media sites when it's official or closer to that day how's that sound Um... speaking of socials we're on facebook instagram and twitter at swerves bar we also have a keychain giveaway. Which will end on June 19th. So if I haven't had a chance to enter, now's the time. We also have a website. It's at swervesbarpodcastalloneword.com. And try and think what else, guys.
2: Uh, well, uh, in the in between, uh, I got a couple of new figures. Uh, I got some headmasters from the G1 reissue, uh, that they're uh, they're exclusive to Walmart. So I, I went this weekend and I saw them and I'm like, uh, I don't have these. I need to get them. So I got a couple of those. I got some Chrome Dome, some Hard Case some uh, Mine Wipe and then Skull Crusher.
1: Speaking Thanks. of toys.
2: Speaking
0: big of toys. Speaking you, of
1: toys. These two guys decided so a few days ago it was my birthday and these two great guys that I'm doing the podcast with decided to make me a three D printed shattered glass sound wave and rumble and I believe that's uh frenzy. I forgot the other one. What? <laughs> frenzy. Frenzy. I, I know I'm trying to say frenzy, but yeah, they made me a shattered glass sound wave, rumble, and frenzy, and you know I really appreciate it, guys. And you guys did an amazing job with that, and uh, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Happy birthday.
2: Thank you. If you want to see those, if you want to see the pictures of those figures, uh, you can find that on our Instagram or Twitter uh, and our Facebook.
0: Right on. Yep. Well, shall we end it here, guys? We shall. Sure. Who wants to lead it this time? <laughs> till all are one.
2: Not till all
0: are one. Till all are one.